All right, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Doing good? Is everyone excited to be at church today? Wow, all right. Listen, uh, I'm glad. I'm happy for you. Some of you guys, this might be your very first week with us. Um, There may be many of you that are here today that are worshiping with us in our main auditorium, worshiping with us out in North Platte or down in the venue. Uh, This could be your day of exploring God, right? To see if if God is who he said that he is, if Jesus is who he said that that he was. And uh, that's awesome. This is the kind of church that is safe for people that are exploring who Jesus is. And I'm glad that you're here today. So you may not have cheered at the very beginning of, man, I'm excited to be at church. But my hope is that by the end of the day, you'll walk away in your heart full of joy going, I'm so glad I came here because God met me at this place today. Amen? That's our whole hope. That's why we're here today. Hey, uh, today is going to be an exciting Sunday. Um, Right now, today, you're sitting in one of our three auditoriums and one of our six worship services this morning. And you are here today at a moment when we're going to be doing water baptisms. Uh, This is for people that have committed their lives to Christ, right? Their life to Christ. And now they're making the public proclamation that Jesus is King of Kings and he's Lord of Lords in their life. It's an exciting day. So in North Platte, in the venue... It's over to my, uh, my right, and here in the uh, auditorium, it's over to my left. This will be happening at the end of my sermon as we go into our response time. So uh, I want to practice what New Life's tradition is for water baptism. When people get baptized in water, right, they're going to go into the water, kind of like saying, this is my old life and it's going away, and I'm going to come anew again with Christ Right? It's a representation of even Jesus going into the grave for three days and coming out you know, transformed. They're going into the water and coming out transformed, if you will. And uh, so what we do here at New Life is that we cheer with an extreme passion for people that are making that kind of step. So let's just pretend in all of our auditoriums right now that someone went into the water and they came back up. How do you respond? Okay, that's very good. That was really close. You almost got there. There was a bit of reserve because you didn't know how far others were going to go. So I'm going to give you one more shot at it. Someone goes into the water and they come back up. All right. All right. Now, there's a few of you that want to leave church right now. I got it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You're going to want to stick around because you're going to want to see what God does in transforming lives. Today we are in the current teaching series, Live Dead, like I talked about in the opening video. We get the premise from this teaching series from a, from a great passage of scripture, a scripture that's found in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I've been crucified with Christ, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the entire journey that we're on here at New Life is to figure out how we can die to this world, to the desires of this world, to the concepts, to the habits, to the behavior and to come alive with Christ. So hence, live dead. Live dead to this world, but come alive in Christ. So there is an incredible positive to this. And today, like you heard in the introduction video, we're gonna be talking about the concept of transformation. Now, when we use the word transformation in our English language, it really connotates some really positive things that happen in people's lives. Let me give you some examples of what I mean by when we use the word transformation how it's really more positive. One is by extreme weight loss. When you have the before and after picture, we go, that person was radically transformed. Another example would be maybe something that you guys might like, some old cars. Some of you might look at this old car, this old Chevy, and you might go, man, I'd love to have that. But this is the way many of them start these days. 
And to make this transformation is a lot of work, but the end product is amazing. Now, there's one more example I want to give you, and if you can't look at it very long, don't worry, just look away. But it, it has to do with, with dentistry, right? Like getting braces. Has anybody ever had braces in their life? Big transformation. I had them in my life. You go from something like this to beautiful teeth. I guarantee it for this kid, he's super excited that his mouth was transformed, right? His, he'll smile like he's never smiled before. He'll have more confidence in himself. So the word transformation has a lot of positive connotations to it. Some of that transformation, it happens quickly. But most of that transformation takes a lot of time. Now, we love the quick, right? But many times the quick doesn't produce the end product that you're looking for. If you try to take an old car and restore it quickly, I guarantee you're going to miss some details. It's not going to look as beautiful as that one. Uh, You're going to probably use some cheaper parts. And you, you know what people do when they try to restore things quickly? They don't get the, they don't get the metal the way it needs to be. And many times they'll even leave rust on it, and they'll just paint right over it. Now, you might go spend your hard-earned money on this old restored car, thinking to yourself, I finally got the old car that I've always been wanting, wanting, but then to have maybe 12 months later for the car to start rusting through. See, if you do a quick transformation on something, it never lasts for a long time. But what God wants to do in our lives is something that... It's going to last for eternity. So the best transformation, it takes time, it takes effort, and it takes sacrifice. Because transformation can also be very destructive. If any of you guys know my testimony, you know that back in you know, 1990, I made some critical uh, error in my decision making. And I brought destruction upon myself and I brought destruction upon my own family. And so just like transformation can happen in a real positive way, you can also destructively transform yourself just by making you know poor decisions and by making decisions that just follow the things of this world that's why it's so important to live dead to this world and come alive to christ so transformation can be very destructive as an example world war ii um you know we dropped the atomic bomb on nagasaki and hiroshima and within moments um that place was instantly destroyed a transformation took place that brought a lot of pain and a lot of destruction You might not think of yourself in that manner, but I'll tell you this, your whole house can be full of peace and you walk in with a bad attitude and you can bring a transformation to that environment instantaneously. Just with that bad attitude that you walk into the room with. Um, You can transform your future with one bad choice. Instantaneously, so many people are sitting right now behind bars because of one bad choice that they made. Now you might argue, well, it was a series of small choices that added up to the big one. And I would, I would agree with you in that. But eventually there was this moment where they brought destruction upon themselves. So if transformation can bring a positive influence in our life, but it also has the potential to bring a destructive one, how do we make sure that we live a life that is affecting the world around us in a way that's pointing people to Jesus, not just living a positive life? Well, that's going to come down to having a spiritual transformation. We've been talking right now just about physical. But the greatest transformation that can happen in your life and that can happen in my life is a spiritual transformation. In fact, I would stand here and argue with you that spiritual transformation is the essential element for a live-dead lifestyle. And if you're not spiritually being transformed, which we're going to talk about it all morning today, so hopefully you'll walk out with a much better understanding of what I'm saying. If you're not spiritually transformed, then you'll never let go of the things of this world and come alive with Christ. Because your whole desire will be to hang on to the things of this life 
Your whole desire will be to gain more of this life. Your significance will be wrapped up in this world. You know, your self-image will be wrapped up in everything that, you know, our media tells us that we're supposed to be. You'll never be able to let go of that if there isn't this radical spiritual transformation that takes place in your life. So where does the process start? It starts with personal transformation. I'll tell you one thing that I know about all of humanity. We like to change others. We love to change other people. In fact, right now, if I just said, hey, what are the things that you should change like in your coworker? You could give me a list of three things probably, at least one. If I asked you, hey, give me, give me the thoughts on what you would do if you could like change your neighbor. You would have like three or four things, right? Some of you are thinking right now about your spouse. Stop it, all right? Don't, don't think that manner. That's not where we want to, that's going to cause problems. Then we're going to end up, my whole calendar is going to be filled with marriage counseling this next month. It's going to be amazing. But, but here's the deal. We love to change others, but we resist changing ourselves. We resist it. We tend, here's what we tend to do. We tend to notice how much change the transformation is going to take, right? We're like, well, I know we need to have this area of my life transformed, and it's going to require a lot of change. And so then what we do is we get overwhelmed and we never start it. Or we feel defeated, and so we never take the step. Or maybe we do start it because we think that the transformation that needs to happen personally in our life is going to be easier, right? We're always like, oh, that's going to be super easy. I can take care of it. Not a problem. And then it doesn't happen easy, and what do we do? We give up. Some of us have even started down the path of personal transformation. It could even be spiritual transformation in your life. You started down the path, but you got distracted. And you kind of just all of a sudden drifted back to doing life your way, the way you want to do it. So transforming you, I'm just telling you right now, transforming you is not easy. And we're going to need help. It's a good thing that God is actually desiring to transform you. Here's what he says in Romans. Romans chapter 12. He says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God, what? Transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think then you will learn to know god's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect let's talk about that for a moment right what does it really look like for you to be spiritually transformed well first and foremost you need to know something only god can transform you however we have to do something this verse says but what's this little word let but let god So there's a portion of what you have to do. There's a piece that you play in this. Letting God, let me just give you a couple of thoughts on what it means to let God, you know, bring that transformation to you. First, it would be by, by, by starting to ask God for it. That would be the first place you want to go. Ask God to bring a spiritual transformation to your life. But when you ask, may I encourage you, ask with a deep hunger on the inside. Ask even out of a desperation of recognizing that there's nothing that I can do to change this piece of me. But God, I need your help to do it. If you help me, I can change it, God. And then the other thing of letting God would be to submit yourself or to give yourself to God's ways. I think a lot of the times what we like to do is we, we like to be couch Christians and we try to wait for some miraculous thing for God to do that's going to bring an ultimate transformation to our lives. 
And God's going, no, that's not the way it works. In fact, it doesn't even work that way physically. If you want to lose 50 pounds or you want to lose 20 pounds and you're just going to sit on the couch and eat, you know, chips all day long, it's not going to happen. I wish it happened. And I think we all do, don't we? I mean, wouldn't that be the best diet ever? Hey, just buy these bags of chips and you'll lose 20 pounds. People would be like, where do I buy? I mean, it would be the best company ever. Buy stock in that company if it ever comes out. You don't, you don't lose weight that way. And spiritually, I think in Christianity today, we have a lot of couch Christianity. Where I'm just going to sit here and I'm just going to keep doing my thing the way I want to do it. And if God is who God says he will be, then God will completely interrupt my path and he'll do what he wants to do. And what God says to us is this. He goes back and he says, look, here's what you need to do if you want to see spiritual transformation to start happening in your life. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Don't copy. You got to get off the couch. You got to get out of this world. You got to start saying, God, I want to live dead to this world. That means that, that means behaviors have to change. That means there's a piece that we have to do when God says, hey, guys, by the way, there's a part that you play. Don't copy these things. Walk away from these things. You know, get away from them. Run away from them if you have to. Cut them off if you have to. But get away from them because if you do that, then I can do what I want to do, which is what? What is it that God really is wanting to do in this passage? God wants to transform you into a, a new person. A new person. That's what God's wanting to do. How's he going to do that? He says, I want to make you into a new person by changing the way you think. Changing the way you think. Other passages say this. Other, other uh, versions of the Bible say that God's going to renew your mind. He's going to renew your mind. You guys, you know, in our culture, we have this statement. You can't teach an old dog. Are you guys out there today? All right, how does it go? You can't teach an old dog. New tricks. New tricks. All right, there you are. I got to just keep you guys pumped up because we got these water baptisms coming in a little while. Right? We got to stay up there. Got to stay up there. What do you do? What do you do when someone goes into the water and they come back out of the water? Okay. Just double checking. Want to make sure you guys are up, stay up to tune on this whole thing. God, God wants to make you into a new person by changing the way that you think, by the renewing of your mind. So you may not on this earth be able to take an old dog and teach him new tricks, but I'm just going to tell you this. That's a complete lie when it comes to your spiritual life. It doesn't matter what you think right now. It doesn't matter how you're living right now. It doesn't matter how long you've lived that way. It doesn't matter how long these habits have been alive in your life. God has the ability to change you. That's the authority and the power of God. But guys, we have to let him do it. We have to submit ourselves to it so that God can renew our mind. He can change the way we think, change the way we live, change our habits, change our behaviors. God can do that. So listen, don't give up. When you look into the mirror and you're not happy with what you see and you think to yourself, it's never going to change, that's a lie. Don't believe that lie. When you think about someone that you love, that you're praying for, that you're hoping that God will just burst forth in their heart and come alive in them, but you're thinking to yourself, maybe they're too far gone, never give up on people. Never give up on people. Don't give up praying for people. Now, listen, you might have to let people go at times because, you know, they're destructive to themselves and to you, and you might have to just kind of let them do that. But don't give up on people spiritually. God can renew people. God's desire is to make all of us new again. That's the work he's doing. But there's a bonus to this scripture. You might wonder yourself, like, 
Why is that scripture still up there? Isn't he done talking about that thing? There's a bonus to letting God do his transformational work. Here's what it is. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. One of the the number one pastoral counseling issues I deal with in my office is people saying, Jeff, I don't know God's will. I just want to know God's will for my life. You might be sitting here today with that same thought. Like, man, if I just knew God's will for my life, man, I would engage. Like, I would put my life into drive and I would go someplace. And if that's where you are, let me just tell you, that's a big fallacy. You want to know God's will for your life? Which is what? Good, pleasing, and perfect, by the way. It's not to bring harm, but it's to bless, and it's to do incredible things in your life. You want to know God's will for your life? Let me tell you where it starts. It starts by letting God transform you. It starts by allowing God to renew the way you think and by making you a new person. And if you start with the simple steps, guess what happens? The byproduct of that, the byproduct of it, like you don't have to do anything extra to get it. The byproduct of doing those things, God, here I am, have your way in me. God, here I am, spiritually transform me. Here I am, God, I submit all to you. By doing that, God transforms you and you run smack into the perfect will of God. And all of a sudden, one day, you look around you and you start recognizing that God and you are good. (laughs) You are pleasing and you're perfect. And I know that some of you, you need to have a moment where you can just have a moment between you and God and you can look at God and you can just simply say with all honesty in your heart, God, you are good, perfect, and pleasing. And right now, that's hard for some of you. Right now, some of the things you're going through feel like hell on earth. And you don't know how you're going to get out of where you're at. You don't know how you're going to get to where God wants to take you. Let me tell you, your hope lies in submitting yourself to Christ and simply asking him and giving yourself to his ways. God, transform me. I'm going to humble myself before you. I'm going to trust that you're going to do what you want to do. So transformation takes work, takes time, takes sacrifice. Just remember this. It's not always quick. Are there miracles that take place? Yes. God does do miracles. And those things, they happen quick and, man, they're significant and things happen and it's amazing. What I've seen in my life more often than not, though, is the process of transformation versus just this instantaneous miracle that takes place. We kind of want our lives to be somewhat like that, uh, that, like that old show, um, um, Extreme Home Makeover. You guys remember that one? Where they said, you know, something about, move that bus. And the bus moves, and then all of a sudden you see the old house that used to be, and now it's this brand new house. And you know it because even grown men, we cry during that time. We're like, no, man, I just can't believe that's so beautiful. Now, we don't cry like that. We normally cough it out like, <coughs> oh, my word, and we wipe away the tears. You know, because we don't like people to know we're crying. But it moved me. I cried. I cried at that show all the time. It was amazing to me. That's kind of what we want for our lives. But I'm telling you guys. If you go for the quick transformation, you're most likely going to end a couple of months from now nosedived straight into destruction. You go for the the long process. You go for the future. You go for the, God, I'm going to spend eternity with you. I'm following you no matter what the cause is, no matter what the, the situation is. I'm going to keep following you. All of a sudden, guess what happens? 
man, you become more than you ever imagined because God is at work doing that inside of you. So what do you need? You need passionate determination. A passionate determination is required to see spiritual transformation all the way through to completion. A passion. A passion. Let me tell you some practical things that you can follow, though, that are going to help you see this spiritual transformation take place. First and foremost, if you're here today and you're in any one of our auditoriums and you have not surrendered your life to Jesus Christ and said, Jesus, you're my Lord and my, my leader, let me just tell you, that's where you start. That's where it all starts. If it doesn't start there, you're never going to get to the end, right? And when you, when you take that step, then your, your next step is to do what people are going to do today. And they're going to get baptized in water. They're going to get baptized in water. So that's the next step to take. Another step would be to be able to jump into what we call quick start. A quick start class is a two-week class. It goes, you know, two Sundays in a row. And it really helps you kind of get the foundation underneath you so that you can start getting traction in your spiritual life. Let me tell you another practical step that you can take that's going to help this spiritual transformation take place in your life. You know, enroll in what we call the Engage course. The Engage course is going on right now at our, at our campus here in Kearney. The next one that's going to happen, um, the next ones I think that happen are, I think, next year, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong about that, but look for them in the bulletin. Sign up for them. If you want to know the culture of our church, you want to know why we do what we do, you want to know how we see Jesus and what relationship with God looks like, um, you want to know our doctrine, you want to know why, what we believe and why we exist, and you want to know what it means to even be a part of us in a greater capacity called membership, then you're going to want to sign up for our Engage course. These are practical things that you can do to let God transform you spiritually. Let me tell you a couple more, though. Jump into a life group. Jump into a life group. Life groups will start again in January. They're going on right now. There's nothing that says you can't join one right now, but new ones will start in January. Don't let that be an excuse for pushing it off. Jump in and join one. But let me tell you one last one. super practical. Attend church every Sunday. Don't buy into this lie of our culture that says you can just attend once every month and your life spiritually is going to be okay. Because that, as a pastor, I'm just telling you today, it's not okay. There's something about you committing regularly and saying, God, I'm going to put you first every Sunday morning. I'm going to come and I'm going to worship you. That's going to allow God to do a spiritual transformational work inside of you. That's going to be fantastic and amazing in your life. Now, if you give yourself to these things, then you can count on some of God's promises happening in your life. Let me tell you one of those promises. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. It says, and I am sure of this, that he, being God, who began a good work in you, will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. I am confident enough to stand up here and tell you that if you let God do what he wants to do in your life, and you submit yourself to the kind of things I just talked about, I guarantee you what God starts, he finishes. But may I say it maybe even differently? God, God finishes what we let him start. You're like, wow, I, I didn't realize that I have that kind of power. Well, you do and you don't. But what you let God start in your life, God finishes. But if you just want to sit on the sidelines and do life your own way, then God will wait for you to get hungry enough to let him start something. So if you're hungry for a spiritual transformation, come to God and say, God started in me. But let me tell you, something else about transformation, right? As we're transformed, then God wants us to become, and here's point two, 
a transformer. Here's what a transformer is. There's someone empowered to bring the hope of Jesus to any environment or any situation. Did you realize that's what God is wanting to do through you in our community? It's kind of, a, it's kind of like that, uh, the old, those old movies called Transformers. You remember these guys right here? Remember these dudes? My grandson, my oldest grandson, he loves these guys, right? And, and he's at my house, um, you know, this weekend. And so he, he wakes up the other morning and he comes running into my bedroom way too early, probably something like 4.30 in the morning. Um, you, you know how it is, right? Kids, they're little like that and they're all excited. He comes running in, he jumps up on the bed and he stands up on the bed and he goes, I am Optimus Prime, <laughs> right? I mean, this dude right here, I am Optimus Prime. And then he just lunges in the air and lands on me. Um, and you're just like, man, dude, be careful. Come on, what in the world? This is dangerous in here. Uh, he loves that, right? But these, these characters, these characters in, the, in these movies, they would change from ordinary trucks and planes and cars and motorcycles into influencers and changers of their environment. And in a crazy way, but in the same way, in the same way, this is what God's wanting to do through you. God's wanting you to be a spiritual transformer to the world around you. Literally, as he changes you, that you change your environment. As he changes you, you change your home. As he changes you, through Christ, you start changing a neighborhood. You start changing a community. This is what God's wanting to do in you and through you. I, I, I don't know about you, but it's the kind of thing that I'm hungry for. So how can you live as a spiritual transformer? How can you do that? Well, let's look again at what God's word has to say in Ephesians chapter 5. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Once you and me... You, we, were, we were full of darkness, but now, now we have, we've been transformed into the light of the Lord. What is the light of the Lord? What is it? The light of the Lord is Jesus. Jesus said these words, I am the light of the world. What is the light of the Lord he's talking about? He's talking about Jesus living in you. How do we become transformers? It's not rocket science. But let the light of Jesus shine. Let the light of Jesus shine through you. I think so many times we rely on other things. We rely on our abilities. We rely on our talents. We rely on our resources to try to change the world. Let me just tell you this. None of those things are going to change the world. But the light of Jesus shining through you. When we love people right where they are. When we stop condemning people, but we love them where they are, and we love them enough to lead them to Jesus... When we love people enough to tell them the truth in a way that's palatable that they can understand it. When we love people enough to live a life boldly for Christ where we literally have to say no to some things at times. And yes to some righteous things, meaning things that are right before God's eyes. When we live this way, we let the light of Jesus shine. When we forgive people. When we let go of our grudges. When we don't hold anger against others. When we're gentle with people, when we're peacemakers, when we're people that are full of joy, even though a day might be hellish, 
when we're people that, you know, care about the needs of others more than we care about ourselves. When we're people that are full of compassion in a world that's greedy for itself. When we take these simple kinds of steps, we're letting the love of Jesus shine through us. Therefore, we have the ability to be, be a transformer of the world around us. To be that transformer, church, we have to have this desire to live dead to this world. Because if not, it's really hard to see Jesus shining through a tarnished individual. Let me just tell you what's happening in the church all across America and in many places around the world. Christians are trying to hang on to too much identity in this world. And it's literally tarnishing the light of Jesus shining through us. And so instead of this bright beacon that affects the world around us, it's this dull glow. And I'm just going to tell you this. When I was a man that was living in the world and I was looking at the church, nothing dull was going to impress me. And nothing dull impresses this world. But yet we sit around and we complain about why our government does this and why our country has gone to hell in a handbasket and why this is happening in the world and why that's taking place. Let me just say this to you today. Let me give you hope, but let me challenge you as well. Let's stop complaining about those things and let's start wiping the tarnish off of our lives and let the light of Jesus shine. And let's just see if maybe the light of Jesus shining through us doesn't start changing our home and our workplace and our communities. Amen? That's how we need to live. That's how we live. And when we live that way, I'm telling you, God starts doing something in you and he starts affecting people around us. Wow. So many different opportunities that you could jump into to be a part of a, be a transformer. Let me just give you a couple of them really quick, all right? We've got a couple missions trips that are coming up. You can join one of those. It's a great way to be a transformer. We've got a trip going to Honduras um, in February. So uh, you can go to mynewlifechurch.com um, slash missions, and you can sign up for it there. We also have a young adult trip that's going to the country of Estonia. If you don't believe that's a country, then Google it. It actually is. It's very small, but it is one. But our young adults are going to be going there as well. And so I would encourage you to sign up for these trips. These are great opportunities to be a transformer. And there's something about it that really changes you. Let me tell you another thing that's radical that's happening this week. This is the very first month we're going to start mailing out to our community the new book that we wrote called Resilient. This book has got six stories of radical transformation that's happened in the lives of people from our church at the campus of Kearney and in North Platte. And our whole goal, our whole desire is to saturate all of Kearney, every household, and to saturate all of North Platte with this incredible message of transformation that's in this book. And so this very week, here's what's happening. Check this out. All of these dots, this is Kearney, by the way. Right, here's Kearney. You know, here's second, here's Highway 30. All of these all of those dots that are on there right now, those pins, that's homes that are going to get mailed um, a book this week, this very week, all right? That's like 821 homes that are going to be getting those books. At the, same thing, at the same time, in North Platte, we're going to be mailing out 134 books. So here's North Platte from a distance, all right? You can kind of see. And then here it is up close. Why am I showing you these? I'm showing you these because I want you to be a part of being a spiritual transformer. So this week in your email box, you're going to get a link sent to you that you're going to click on and you can see this very map that I just showed you. You'll be able to zoom into it, zoom out of it. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to maybe take some time and go to these streets and maybe walk down one of these streets and prayer walk. So if you're going to go out and you're going to walk anyways, go pick some of these streets and walk down these streets and pray for them because they're going to get this book and they're going to have the opportunity to read about people's lives that have been transformed through Christ. 
And we want them to start being hungry enough to say, maybe if God does that in other people's lives, I want them to do it in my life. The other reason why I sent it to you is because, well, frankly, some of you might live in these neighborhoods. And so when the book comes, then you can talk to your neighbor as well. And you can ask them, hey, did you read that book? My church put that book out. What did you think about some of those stories? You might also know people that you work with that live in some of these neighborhoods. And then at work, you can ask them, hey, did you get a book this week called Resilient? And if you didn't, you're going to get one. Um, hey, when you get that, you're going to want to read that thing because it's got incredible stories in it. And you can follow up with people. So be a part of being a spiritual transformer by utilizing tools that we've already created and that are going out this week. So thank you so much. Thank you for those of you who will let your stories be in that book so that God could get the glory from the spiritual transformation. And also, thank you so much for so many of you guys in the church that have sponsored these books that are going to be mailed out as we saturate our community throughout the, you know, the rest of this, this year and next year and uh, even into the year following that before every home in our community has this book. And eventually, the book Resilient, the book Resilient will be the second most read book in our community right behind the Bible. And the book Resilient has incredible stories of Jesus being proclaimed in their life that's pointing people right to the Bible. And it's pointing people to life. So thank you so much for being a part of that. Jump in and let's finish this thing. Let's finish what we started. So in closing today, the word transformation really comes from the Greek word metamorpho. Now you might not care much about that, but that's kind of where we also get the word metamorphosis. Metamorphosis is the transformational process in a caterpillar's life. At least that's one good, it's a great example of it. it. The caterpillar starts as what? I mean, the, the butterfly starts as what? A little egg. It goes to a caterpillar. This is one thing a lot of people are scared of. Then it moves to a chrysalis. People have no idea they even saw one many times. And then to a butterfly, which everybody loves. I mean, who doesn't, who doesn't love a butterfly? Don't raise your hand. Everybody loves butterflies. Spiritually, this is where we start. We give our life to Christ. When we give our life to Christ, there's this spiritual DNA that starts developing on the inside of us. You might not see a lot of it on the outside yet, but there's transformation that's happening on the inside. We move to stage number two, this caterpillar. You know a caterpillar, it grows 2,000 times its size in two weeks? You know how it does it? It eats. That's how it does it. Yeah, super scientific. Um, it, it eats. It eats. And for you, as this new believer, you got to eat. Eat of God's word. We want to keep growing spiritually? Eat of God's presence. Eat of God in worship. That's why we should gather together every single Sunday. So we can consume more of God in our lives so we can keep growing. Why? Because that's our part. That's the part we can do. This is the part God does, the chrysalis. This is that supernatural part where the shell goes around the caterpillar and this transformation starts taking place on the inside. And church, that's a good place to be. It's a great place to be in the chrysalis of God. God's got you surrounded and he's transforming you and he's shaping you on the inside and he's doing amazing, incredible things through you and he's transforming even the way that you act, the way that you talk, the way that you look, the way that you believe. Only God can do that. That's God's part until one day the beautiful butterfly, the beautiful picture that God has for your life, it opens up its wings and it starts to impact the world around it. Don't fear the chrysalis of God. Don't fear God's word. 
Don't settle for something less than what God can do in your life. Some of you are settling for this stage. You settled here. You were like, oh, man, I don't want to become a butterfly. I just want to be a caterpillar. I like this stage. People hate me. People don't like me. I don't even like myself. I can crawl around. You know how far I can go in an hour? Two inches. I don't want that wing thing. It's too dangerous. I don't want that wing thing fly out there. People think I'm crazy. I don't want that wing thing. I'm going to have to become a Jesus lover. I just want to do my thing. Don't settle for something less than what God has for you. But you've got to submit yourself to his transformation for it to happen. And let's do that in these next few moments. That's what people are going to do. They're going to get, they're, people are getting ready to get baptized. What do we do when people go into the water and they come out? That's what I thought. That's what I thought. So why don't you stand with me and let's take a moment and let's pray. But let's move into God and let's have a moment of celebration as the baptisms are going to start as soon as I'm done praying. So God... We thank you for all the things you're doing in our life. We thank you for the incredible work um, of your Holy Spirit that transforms us from the inside out. Lord, we celebrate the fact that only you, you can transform us. And if we let you, you can do incredible things in us. So Lord, we submit ourselves to you today. And with one voice, God, and with one heart, we pray, God, have your way in us. Have your way through us. And may your will be done in us and through us. May you transform us on the inside so that we can go and be part of the transformational work that you're wanting to do in our community, in our homes, and in our neighborhoods. We pray this in Jesus' name. Lord, we bless those who are getting ready to be baptized in water. And Lord, we celebrate with them the amazing transformational work that you're doing. So we pray all of this in the powerful and the amazing name of Jesus. Amen.